Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney, so what? This is the uh, mailbag episode that we tried to do on Tuesday morning, Field, You know, some of your input has been all right. sexy burglary and Sexy cat. burglary, yeah. And, and, uh, and sexy and, uh, cats. Has there been no, any update on Nelson's tail condition since the last episode? Nah, he seems to be getting a bit better. I went mm-hmm. out after we spoke and I got some kitty treats at right. the Tesco. To make him feel better. And uh, uh, I felt wonderful because he hadn't been able to work out how to eat from his bowl with right. the cone around his head. Oh, of course, yeah. So the poor fucker, he's got pain in his tail, severe pain. Yeah. The the painkillers are hidden in his food, mm-hmm. but he, won't eat, he can't work out how to eat his food, so he's not getting any pain relief. Right. He's desperate for a piss because he's such a good bloke. He won't piss in the house. I mean, I'm right. at the stage where I'm like, mate, piss where you want. <laughs> I can't bear to see you needing a piss this badly. Do you know what I mean? Has he but not he worked out literally? And he sticks his coned head up at the window yeah. and just meows at the outside world. Right? It's really Crying sad. He can't be I've got him two litter trays out there because I, I asked people on Twitter for their suggestions because you know the cat's twelve in human years. That's that's fucking old, right? Yeah. He can't. He can't remember what it was like to use a litter tray. I put in a litter tray in front of him, and he looks at me like I'm a cunt. Yeah. He's like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with that?" I'm fucking twelve. What's this? What's this all about? Why are we changing everything now? What am I supposed to do? Spread a bit of fucking flora on it and eat the cunt? Mm. No, mate. It's a litter tray. You're supposed to piss and shit in it. And he's like, looked at me like, "You must be fucking <laughs> joking, <house>. mate." <laughs> yeah, in the house. What do you think I am? Some sort of fucking animal, right? <laughs> So people said, get him two, two different varieties. I've tried right. a lot. I went out to Tesco in my, in my marigolds and my uh, mask. And I am... Um, you wearing marigolds? Yellow marigolds? Yeah. Yellow marigolds, yeah. Because <laughs> I've got these other sort of running gloves, but what I'm doing now is I'm chucking everything in the washing machine when I get yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. So they're in the wash because I was out up the 24-7 mm. vet last night in those. So now it was Marigold's time. I went up there and I got a couple of bags of litter and I got some kitty treats, which we don't usually give our cat those sorts of between-meal snacks because my good wife is quite austere when it Mm. comes to things like snacks, right? And so, but I thought, fuck it, I'm getting him some. And it felt wonderful, Andy, because he was hungry, he was in pain, he was busting for a piss, right? Yeah. And he was miserable. Mm. And I opened this little packet of kitty treats and I held them in the palm of my hand, and he slowly came out of his hiding place under the bed, and he lolloped towards me, yeah. and he sniffed them, and then he ate from my hand, mm. and then afterwards he was so delighted he rubbed himself up against me and had a cuddle. Oh, nice. Uh, I felt so emotional about the whole thing. It was the first bit of respite he'd had for, fuck, 24 yeah. hours probably. It was, yeah, because yeah. if you think, being Nelson right now, like he's just going about his business, catting, catting about, Right? Yeah. And actually, he's thinking to himself, 
if anything, this whole fucking lockdown situation's been a, a boon for me. Just first of all, as far as I've read, cats are immune, right? So I can come and go as I want. But the humans are around more at home, which means I get fed more quickly on demand. I get more cuddles, get more attention. Of a chat. Yeah, cat it's chat. bloody great. The sun's been shining. I mean, if anything, this is great. I mean, I, I feel bad for all the humans getting it and that, but for me, <laughs> fucking great. So he's just there surveying his kingdom, looking out the garden, and suddenly the door, next thing he knows, in an instant, smash, smash, fuck my tail. Right? Yeah. His tail's lacerated to fuck. Hmm. He's jammed inside a box, a I plastic got, carry box. I got complacent. Fuck. Yeah. This is what happens. It always happens. I tell myself again and again, never start counting your chickens, because when you do, that's when the worst happens. Burn. And that's what's happened to me again. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's fucking John Cosmos. He's get, he operates in the cat world as well, and he is a cut, He can be a right cunt at times. It's John Cat Cosmos. <laughs> even to our fucking... Even to us cats, right? And... Um, then he's, you stick him in a box, which he hates. Mm. You put the box on the back seat of a car, which he hates. He drives to the vet, fucking hates it. He's meowing his head off all the way. Mm. Then you have to hand him over to the vet. You can't even go in with him because of the coronavirus. Of course, yeah. So he's with a bunch of strangers who are putting him through he, more fucking He's in, pain in agony and, and you just handed it to some people. He'd be like, what the he, fuck yeah, is this? And he's like, is this some sort of joke? I'm like, 12. Half an hour ago, I was in my prime, yeah. right? I was living my best life, my best I was cat in, life. I was in my cat pomp. Yeah. And now, now look at me. I am in this fucking vet, right? My my fucking tail is pissing blood, right? And I've been left by my dad. I've been on a really horrible, disorientating car journey. Now I've been left with these strangers. <laughs> and then eventually when they do let him go, he's got his tail full of stitches and a plastic yeah. cone round his nut. High as a kite. Fucking disaster of a day. Doesn't his eyes are kite. On. He's walking backwards, tumbling <laughs> oh, about oh. like an imbecile. Oh, my. <laughs> He'll get there. So it's been a bad, bad 24 hours for Nelson, but the little catty treats were a real high point. So Good. I felt great about that. And I think, you know, he's on the road to recovery, the poor bastard. Yeah, he'll be all right. Um, yeah. What are we going to do? We're going to do some mailbag, I think, aren't we? Have we got anything? Got some good mailbags. Can I read one from David Kennedy, which made me laugh this morning, uh, called, the title is Fish Cake. Oh, so obviously, aye, aye. I thought, oh, this is going to be a num- an email tick, at my yeah. expense, is it, right? Well, he said, I'll keep this short. Good. On lockdown, I ordered a chicken burger and chips from Nottingham's finest chip shop. What I got? was a fish cake in a bun. The wife now calls me fish cake. She doesn't listen to the pod oh. and wouldn't get the disheartening reference. Oh. She is not. And he goes, she is not a good wife. Oh, David Kennedy, hell. which is funny because she doesn't listen, but it's interesting that she automatically associates the fish, like uses the fish cake as a derogatory term. Yeah. It, and it's, and what that tells you is this. My nickname was Fish Cake. This guy's name has become Fish Cake. Why is it that the Fish Cake is synonymous with losers? It's a good question. I think it's because it's it's not it's not fish, is it? It's a it's fish derivative. Sh- it's the chip shop order of a loser. That's what it's, it's regarded as. It's like as. a pint of shandy in a pub. That's what it is. 
Yeah, it's like you're playing games. You're playing kiddie games. Yeah. You're, you're, pre- you're pretending to be part of it, but you're not. You're messing with the universe. It's a- it's artificial. Yeah, that's what it is. The police have sorted that mm, out. But I would like to say for the record, it was only once I ordered a fish cake. I did it in a moment of high anxiety yeah. and stress because I was bracing. I knew that I was about to be bullied. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I knew a bullying was coming. You exacerbated right? it, though. I, I did, but that's that can happen. I was panicked. I was stressed. I ordered a fucking fish cake. It was a moment of madness, and I've been paying the price ever since. I panicked. I panicked last week when I was in Sainsbury's, mm. and I bought um, a toasted sandwich maker, a Breville. Oh, and, when hell, mate. and when I've got it home, I panicked. Mm. I, I wanted one, and I panicked. I bought the first one I saw. When I got it home, it doesn't uh, seal the outside edge of the sandwich, oh, and it doesn't yeah. create that cross-to-cross groove. But that, that, I don't. Maybe those ones were just the eighties ones. No, you've you can gone still eBay get them. Get I've, I've been looking. You? you can still get them. What I've bought is some kind of fucking panini maker, and it's not oh, what I want. No, what we do ours in is the uh, George Foreman Lean Mean Grilling Machine. Yeah, I know, but, but it's not. It's it, not what you're looking for. The ideal. sealed thing. Yeah, I need the it to be sealed. Is, it, it is good from aesthetically. The sealed toasty from the mm. Breville is pleasing and also from a nostalgia point of view because they were so much a part of our diet yeah. in those days but the truth is mate those sandwiches are fucking lethal because the sealing process renders the cheese within molten lava it does but that's what i like i like the jeopardy uh, okay <laughs> you've got to know you've got to know when to leave it and when to bite and that's part the of the action, about me is, mate that doesn't work for me because i have zero patience Ah, no you just go, bite, 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 bite. When it comes to food, especially, I'm just like, ah, ah, eat, eat, eat. <laughs> pain, pain, pain. Must keep eating. <laughs> eat, eat, eat. <laughs> when we went on our, a couple of years ago, we went on our road trip to uh, California, and it, a lot of the appeal of it was we'd be driving to all these places and eating amazing food around mm. California. And our first stop was San Francisco. That's where we flew to for the beginning of this right. two-week road trip. And on the... First proper night out, we've gone to this traditional kind of Italian-American restaurant, very kind of, you know, soprano. Well, it's San Francisco, so it's the wrong side of the country, but it was very kind of mafia-type place. Right. Old-school sort of Italian. And the first thing I'll do is I go, oh, I'll have some of that dip for the table while we're waiting. Mm. They're always upselling you in American restaurants, aren't they? Mm. Like, hey, and would you like anything for the table? Well, some appetizers while you wait? So I'm like... Johnny Big Bollocks just landed in San Francisco <laughs> with the kids, haven't I? Yeah. That can bring us some of that dip, will ya? Right? I think it was I think it was artichoke and mozzarella dip or something. <laughs> it's landed on the table. The fucker's still bubbling, right? It looked like a fucking I don't you know, it looked like that place that they have a big fight in at the end of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> right? <laughs> That fucking volcano oh, the planet they're on. Anyone has ever seen. Ever. Yeah, is anywhere. That? <laughs> that was, I've got to say, I mean, we take the piss out of those films, but when George Lucas came up with the idea for that final battle, he's like, right, this has got to be something fucking incredible. Hottest right? thing ever. Because we've done it. We've done fights everywhere. We've done them in fucking spaceships in the desert, right? <laughs> Floating around in fucking space. All this shit, right? We've got to make this the most fucking spectacular and dangerous fight ever. So I'm going to make it like it's like on the surface of the sun. 
<laughs> right. It's going to be so fucking hot. It's going to be incredible. I want Norris McWhorter to come along with his Guinness book. And I want this verified as the hottest thing ever. Get it sorted. <laughs> now. It'll be great publicity for the film. Right. <laughs> that is what this fucking artichoke dip looked like. I just got there. I had two weeks of like beautiful Californian cuisine ahead of me. Yeah. And it's landed... And my good wife has said, kids, don't touch it yet. It's way too it's hot. Very, very and the hot. kids are obviously, yeah. they've got sense. They've got yeah. eyes. They go, yeah, of course not, mum. I've got, way, it's fucking lovely. <laughs> Get and I picked up a big big cracker or whatever it was, <laughs> scooped a massive amount out. And it's gone, way, stuck it in the door. <laughs> <laughs> and I've literally gone, ah, <laughs> literally skin was peeling from my tongue and the roof of my mouth and it was all sticky and cheesy I couldn't get it out I was like trying to claw it out of my mouth <laughs> and like they're all looking at me sir can we help oh, I bought my mouth I'm dying like. I'm fucking dying <laughs> but it's a fucking ice it's supposed and to be a anyway, holiday <laughs> my palate was ruined for the entire two weeks oh no way the burning was so severe, I basically didn't taste anything for the whole holiday. You have to get some palate ointment. Uh, just <laughs> late, uh, like waited for it to fucking heal naturally. <laughs> but it was such thing. a waste. We had all these lovely American restaurants, diners, nice burgers, milkshakes, oh, all that stuff. Fucking, I ate it all, but I didn't taste a single fucking mouthful. Because I was man. greedy and impatient. And that's why I should never be allowed a Breville sandwich. A sandwich. Well, I'm fucking. I'm gonna jettison this one. I've got as soon as the charity shops are open. I'm taking it along. <laughs> charity um, shops are funny about taking electrical products, mate. Are they? Oh man, yeah. they might take them, but certainly I've had trouble with that before well, because their um, insurance doesn't cover it. What do I do? Bin it. I'm Turn not going to take something. it back. I'm not taking it back to the shop. I'm not going to go. I bought this the other day, and I'm not happy with the kind of sandwich that it creates. It doesn't seal I, the sandwich. I, I'd like to exchange it, please. And they're going to be like, it's a fucking pandemic, mate. You shouldn't even be in the fucking shop. Fuck off. Yeah. We, so what do I do? Get out of here with your fucking sandwich maker exchange, you fucking clown. i tell you what I might <laughs> do. Tell you what I might do when this is all over. Put it in a mm. sack, take it at the front, smash it up with some hammers. Or another thing you could do, that is that is probably the best idea. You could just drown it. You could put it in a sack, chuck some bricks in, Tie and then some just lob it. Drown it, drown it, yeah. lob, it in, lob it in the weir late at night when no one's around. <laughs> oh. Imagine getting caught, though, drowning a breath. Well, that'd be me finished. Actually, mate, Career you're over. better off. You don't want to pollute your own fucking hometown river. Jump <clears> in a motor and go and chuck it in the tine. <laughs> I might get caught, though. I might get pulled over. What are you doing out there? Where are you going with that sandwich maker? Where are you going with that sandwich maker? That's a Sunderland number plate. <laughs> You're a bit bit far from home, aren't you? And you're wearing What's a Sunderland shirt as well. What's that about? <laughs> it's now. What is it? Show us. It's now. It's just some uh, uh, kittens. Don't look like kittens. <laughs> Not, it's, got, it's more, sh- more sh- shaped like a sandwich maker, if anything. No, it's not a sandwich maker, I swear it. Stop, they're Are not making any that? noise. Can it be kittens? No, it is, honest. Uh, honest. They're just really I tired. Hope you're not, I hope you're not planning on chucking war sandwich maker in the tine, are you? Because that river is fucking sacred, man. And I've heard about you, Macums, coming over here with your sandwich makers and lobbing them in. Are you George Foreman? Fucking Foremans? tine has to get trolled twice a year for sandwich makers. Aye, you're right, I shouldn't. I'll just smash it up in a bag. 
That's the yeah. best thing for it, I think. Have we got any more stuff to read leave out? Leave it under a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Leave it under the bridge for gypsies to find. I'll leave it outside the door of the uh, the RSPCA or something like that. The police station. Leave it on the doorstep the police station. Oh, yeah. They'll sort it out. Jalapeño. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jalapeño. What have we got? Have we got any decent stuff? Have you put anything aside to read out? I didn't really have yeah, a look. Hang on, let me keep trawling, trawling, trawling. Troll, troll. Here's chow. one. Oh, Johnny Crowley, I'll read this and see if it's any good. Um, all right, lads, when I was in primary school, a kid in my class told us he was in a band and he even brought in some printed out lyrics from his latest song that he'd written to show us all. Someone quickly pointed out these lyrics were, in fact, from a Robbie Williams song, uh, to which the kid replied that he'd definitely written the song himself. So if it was the same as a Robbie Williams song, it was just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> what be the chances of that? I mean, to be honest, they that say there's only so many combinations of notes and words, so yeah, it's not that? actually that exactly. weird if you accidentally just uh, recreated the exact same song. Um, do you remember I, t- I told you this once on um, Talk Sport when we were doing one of our uh, much-missed Saturday morning stints <laughs> Yeah. Um, about the time when I told out of sheer boredom on holiday with my Italian cousin when I was 15, mm. I told him I had a band, which was utterly untrue in itself, mm-hmm. And I said, I was the singer in that band. And he said, have you got any songs? And I said, yes. And I had a cassette um, <laughs> of the, a badly like dubbed cassette of the song Freak Scene by Dinosaur Junior. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> this is my about, band. <laughs> you, need to, you need to play out this episode with that song. I will. But what was good was I thought on my feet, because I remember where we were. We were in this twin room on holiday in Italy, <laughs> and we were just bored. And I'd just gone for something to say, yeah, I've got a band. I was 15, I'm like, yeah, or 16, I'm like, I've got a band, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah, we're quite successful, actually. We've been playing a few pubs and that, a few parties. Yeah. Parties. I, I made up a name for them. And he goes, all right. And he's like, oh, okay, then let's... He could tell he was sceptical. He's like, oh, let's hear some of your stuff then. You've got a tape? And I thought on my feet, because I had a load of tapes, because obviously when you go on holiday, you take a big sack full of cassettes, right. don't you? But I thought on my feet, and I thought, that Dinosaur Junior tape I've got has only got, like, two tracks on one side, right? And right. it's quite a bad, rough recording. Mm. So it could sound legitimately like the bootleg of, yeah. a, of, a, of a half-decent teenage demo band. version of something, right? yeah, clever. You've done, exactly. you've done well there. Yeah. That's what I thought. I said, yeah, have a listen to this. I thought it sounded most plausible. And I was right, really. So I stick it on. But that said, it was clearly a band, apart from anything else, who were from America. Because <laughs> there was no way you could... Oh, the singer doesn't sound like you. Oh, yeah, it's just the voice I put on when I'm singing. I, te- I tend I call to put it, on a I bit of I call it my singing voice. 
As a singing voice, a bit American because what I found was our manager told us that people preferred it when it was sang in an American accent because it sounds cooler. <laughs> he told me to try and sing it like Huey Lewis, so that's what I did. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Yeah, freak scene. I went around. And did I you get weird? Ages it? trying to. I don't know. I think, you know, he 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 made out like, yeah, fair enough. Mm. I accept that. But I'll never know whether or not he was patronising me. I mean, I could ask him now. Yeah. Maybe he's he se- secretly doing a series of podcasts in Italy. In and Italy. right now he's talking yeah. about you. One of them. I got this the English fucking cousin. <laughs> he a complete prick. He used to he come over in the summer. He'd tell me all sort of bullshit. They do a whole bullshit thing called bullshit in glazy. About this bullshitting English cousin. One time he come over, he says he's in a band. Asked to hear the song, he put on fucking freak scene by Dinosaur, Dinosaur Junior. It got a number the song eight had come in out Italy. Eighteen months before, it got a number eight yeah. in the charts the year before. I, I seen it on Italian Top of the Pops. <laughs> <laughs> my best friend, my best friend, he used to go around dressed up like Jay Maskers. It's a joke. <laughs> Uh, it's quite good though when you've got like a foreign cousin because mm. you can really take your bullshit further yeah. because they've got no way a of re- they they can't really find out mm. because they're in another country and also they don't understand the cultural norms of your country. Mm. So if you make up some sex bullshit, which I can't remember doing, but I probably did. I mean, it's mm. a strong chance I would have done out of boredom. Mm-hmm. Like, and he goes, oh, it sounds a bit, wow, it sounds a bit outlandish or whatever. I'd be like, yeah, well, that's just the way girls are in uh, in Back in Blighty. (laughs) Just normal for a girl to give you a blowy in uh, in the the middle of the school playground in front of everyone. Normal. (laughs) Here's one. Yeah, well, he's very patient with me. Here's one from Gav. Uh, It follows up from Little Elvis and Robocop the other day. Uh, He says, there were two lads at my school, Ian and Carl, that exclusively behaved and interacted with others like the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, weird. Those two sort of medium-sized dinosaurs. (laughs) Yeah. He says, they would screech and call out to each other from their respective classes, even when not in the same room. (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) This is borderline, this. Mm. Uh, Jumping out of doorways, scaring teachers and general dinosaur hijinks. I don't know if dinosaurs (laughs) do hijinks, do they? But maybe nah, they not do. Really. Um, that were as unwelcome as they were unsettling. Uh, Gav says, I reckon most schools had a couple of these oddities in them, and I'd be keen to hear if anyone else had similar tales, especially if they're as funny as Friday's episode. So there we go. It's a subject yeah, we could open who, up. Yeah, kids who just mm-hmm. lived uh, in other personas throughout, mm-hmm. like, but consistently for the whole of school. Odd kids in general. Oh, yeah. I just broaden it out to odd yeah, kids. Odd kids. Yeah. Um, just seen a centipede, says Chris Stockhill. The title of this email, by the way, is Weird Nature. Good title for an email, mm. that. Chris Stockhill writes, Just seen a centipede trying to bite the rear end of a worm. Wow. The worm, a worm went into soil and... I centipede, am going to soil. I've got... It's time to go to soil. <laughs> and this worm went to soil. Activate soil mode. <laughs> <laughs> Worm went into soil and centipede followed down. I fucking follow oh, you, you I'm coming too. I can go I can go into soil as well. Didn't know that about centipedes, did you? 
in the small print. Always read the small print, dickhead. <laughs> Worm came out a few inches away with damaged tail. Oh. The centipede did not appear again. Whoa. Whoa, he's fucking battered him. That presents a lot of questions, doesn't it? Yeah. So it was the centipede who started it, but the worm fucking the worm finished, finished it. it. You're in my fucking well. domain now. Don't forget that the worm can do that. The worm can lose a bit, lose a few segments yeah. and still carry on, Makes can't the it? odds to me. Yeah. Makes the odds to me. Bite a segment off. Go on, help yourself. <laughs> help yourself. Don't matter to me. I, still, I can carry on. <laughs> It'll grow back. <laughs> I was standing watching a blackbird. I was out for me, me daily walk the other day, and I was standing watching a blackbird struggling to pick a worm out of the soil. Yeah. And uh, I just stood. I was only a few feet away, and I just stood, and it was watching me doing it, but watching me watching it, but it was still doing it. And I was prepared to wait till it, it completed the task and not scare it. And then a fucking runner came along with his kid and ran and passed, and the, the bird just flew away. You're really starting to hate runners. You've been making a lot of disparaging comments about runners recently. Mm. And I don't know where this is coming from because you, not that long ago, <clears throat> were yourself dabbling in the world of running. Yeah, and I'm going to get going back quite into it. Well, I intend to get and back into it. And now you stopped running, and you've decided <clears throat> that you hate runners. No, I'll, t- I'll say this. I'll say two things. I will start running again, and when I do, I will not run near a blackbird when it's trying to get a worm out of the soil. <laughs> and number two. I will not just run and expect pedestrians to fucking get out of the way so I can run through. I will run around. Fuck it away, cods. Uh-huh. There's a lot of that going on, and fuck it. So uh, there you are. I run along by the river. I go, oi, oi, out yeah. of the way. Delaney's coming through. You've got a Can't stop now. You? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get out of the fucking way. Get out, or you're going to get knocked out. <laughs> Runner coming through. I'm Runner in an hurry. I could be covered in fucking COVID-19 for all you know. <laughs> I'll spray it all over. Get out of the way. Come. It's coming out of every orifice. <laughs> Peg it. Oh, man. Uh, anyway. What's this one from Daniel J. Richardson? Good day, he begins. Oh, that's not a promising start, no, is, is it? it? Good day. No. Not sure if there's a list for top cunters who are living, but I wondered if you'd ever heard of this cunt, Rodrigo uh, Duterte, the Philippines' president. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's one hell of a man. His response to drug dealers on the streets is, if you see one, shoot him. <laughs> His response to people breaking lockdown at the moment is, I've told the police and military to shoot dickheads who are out during lockdown <laughs> if they cause trouble. <laughs> I like I it. Shoot. If you see any dickheads around, shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's being a dickhead for any reason. And that's coming from me, the president. The right? boss. It don't get higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Is that it? Mm. Yeah, that's the end of it. He oh. sent a link and he's written TTFM Dickheads Dan Oman branch of the IFS. There you go. Our tentacles spread ever wider across the planet, don't they? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't really see any others that I've got picked out. So many of these are on Patreon, but I never... Um, I never read out any of the messages from no, Patreon. Just, there's an email address. We've, we've publicised it. Just send the email fucking emails to the email. I do read them, and I appreciate them, but we don't really respond. I don't know why. I just, I'm just i scrolling through here. Just forget they're there. And most of them say Patreon. I just don't, don't click on them. I'm sorry. You know, deal with it. Yeah. We've got a few other posthumous... We had a lot of nominations for posthumous cunters, who, which was something that we suggested right. last week. 
Uh, Stuart Ives, who's a, a regular correspondent, writes, <clears throat> Hi, lads, I'd nominate Moondine Joe for posthumous counter status. He really is a TFTM-type character. He was born in Britain, but was sent to Western Australia as a convict for basically trying to pull a John Ch- Timbrell on the judge. <laughs> uh, he... he he escaped from jail, or Stuart puts it, he TTFN dickheaded out of jail all four times. The last time he did it, they t- they tied him to his specially made cell by his neck, only allowing him out for hard labour. But they didn't trust him out on site, so they brought the rocks to him. Fucking hell. So they brought the rocks to his cell so he couldn't go out. The mad cunt dug through the rocks and escaped. They did recapture him but he was eventually released because the state governor told him, if you somehow escape from this, I'll forgive you. <laughs> well, he did escape, and eventually, after his capture, he was indeed released two years later. A true legend. Oh, quite interesting. Quite interesting. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. is Six it out of co- ten. A couple of tweets from uh, Baldy7. He says, my mate's younger brother, again, odd kids. My mate's younger brother said there was a lad in his school who was such a Friends fan that he stayed in the Chandler character all the time. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. And then classic bullshitter alert. One day he said he'd spent part of his summer holiday on the set of Friends as part of a competition. Whilst on the set, they spent the whole time playing jokes on Ross. And on the last day, he was waiting for a bus to the airport when actual Chandler offered him a lift. And before alighting his car at the airport, he said, hey, it's your half term soon. Why don't you come back over and join us? Wonderful. And wonderful that Chandler himself, or whatever that actor's called, Matthew Perry, That's um, right. was so up to speed with British school term times. He knew what half term was, or what hey, half term was. I'm pretty was. sure that in the UK, half term's coming up, right? Half term, he'd say. Half term. I love that. Or as we would call it, Half semester. <laughs> <laughs> right, I reckon that's about it. Unless there's anything you want to desperately add to that. Nah, I've probably got some other stuff that I've been thinking of saying, but I'll yeah, chuck it in well, some we'll other time, mate. Up. Yeah, we're just killing time, really, aren't we? I've brought a cricket. I brought a, I've just received delivery of a uh, plastic cricket set for the mm. garden because I can't dig stumps in because I've got artificial astro oh, right, like yeah. the QPR team of the 80s. That's right, yeah. So this is a plastic cricket ki- um, kit where the stumps go into a sort of a, a plastic base. Yeah. yeah. And, is it robust? Um, or will it just fall over nah, in the breeze? Nah, it'll fall over. It was pretty oh, cheap, okay. but I thought it would mix things up. We've been playing a lot of football. I thought yeah. it might be love to have a bit of cricket in the garden. Better than nothing, so, in it? Well, what I'm proposing is, and I think this could be fun, for those of those people who like the Leniverse, which, by the way, there's a huge amount of updates on that, which we haven't got round to yet. I might do another Q&A soon. But okay. it's really progressed a lot. England are through to the quarterfinals, and they have the very promising young South African team in the quarterfinals, Ooh, having tricky. beaten hosts India 3-1 in the second round, disposed them quite easily. Anyway... Oh, rattling I've through suge- the tournament, aren't we? We passed the second yeah, round already. much quicker than Fucking last hell. year, yeah. I, uh, I told Len that what we were going to do was create a cricket reverse, mm. right? But he doesn't really know anything about cricket other than he watched the, uh, I think he watched the Cricket World Cup last mm. year and got quite into the final because he's one yeah. of those kids he likes any sport you put in front of him. But he doesn't know many players' names. Right. So I said, we're going to make up, we're going to do a, an ultimate World Cup and there's going to be teams from Australia, West Indies, England, right. New Zealand, India, all of that. 
And I said, and you need to start thinking of players for each one because we're going to play it out in the garden. <laughs> so I think that holds quite a lot of promise. Good. That could carry us through summer. Once our tournament's over, we could have a cricket, a fantasy Liniverse Cricket World Cup to look forward That'll to. That'll please some of the listeners. <laughs> yeah, and others, it'll be TTFM Patreon. <laughs> I will spend my £3 elsewhere. <laughs> this is the final straw. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, we'll be back. Uh, IFS will get Snow White tomorrow. Yeah. And then Melchester will be back with an episode on Friday as well. With some Earth yeah. Tournament update. All right, thank you very much. TTFN, dickheads, etc. etc. Ta-da. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 